everything was a lot of foam. Um, they immediately show you the... I can't remember what the order of everything was, but you've got the controller, a bunch of wires. Um, the wireless card has a little uh, antenna. Um, and then you've got the big uh, steam machine. Last year, when Valve announced that in addition to creating its own operating system called SteamOS, it would also um, be working with publishers to get games on Linux, they would also be making, well, their own box with a series of partners called Steam Machines as part of a larger effort to make PC gaming make more sense in the living room for a wider audience. Uh, Part of that was, you know, creating a controller, a controller that has two weird sort of nub area things that has haptic feedback. It's a complete reinvention of the controller on, on a real fundamental level and uh, suggests that the solution to the keyboard and mouse in a gamepad uh, is not with two analog sticks. Uh, now, when Val started rolling this stuff out, they, like a lot of their other things, went immediately into beta and giving it to users. And 300 people on Steam of hundreds of thousands were chosen uh, to get early access uh, to a Steam machine and a Steam controller, albeit uh, the controller without uh, sort of a touchpad in the middle that it'll have eventually. Uh, Christopher Kinnenberg was one of those 300, and he's actually a giant bomb user as well. Uh, He reached out, and uh, we jumped onto Skype to talk about sort of the selection process, what his experience with the Steam machine has been like, and what his thoughts are after spending, you know, a good couple of weeks with something that might be a big part of our future. So why don't we why don't we back up a second? I, how how do you, how does it exactly work when you find out like hey you've been selected? Is is it just like you get a message in your inbox and it's as simple as that? Yep. Um, <laughs> I was sitting down studying for finals. Uh, in I'd been in the library for about ten hours at that point, and I check my email to take a little break, and I see this message from uh, some name that I don't recognize, and it says something ambiguous about like winning and I'm like okay I've got spam in my inbox that's great I can press like E and archive it and never think about it again but I look in it for a second and I see it's from Valve and then I'm thinking well how do they know that I've applied like is everybody getting this message I don't even read the whole message I just immediately go to like Reddit and Twitter and see if a bunch of people are getting this Um, and it took me about 20 minutes to come to the realization that I was actually getting a Steam box in a few days or Steam machine. Uh, so, so with the message is, you know, it's so you actually got yeah. an email, not like an actual like Steam like notification. No, there was nothing in Steam. Um, actually, they did add um, a different icon um, to like a badge, the Steam Universe badge or whatever, mm-hmm. has a slightly different icon for the three hundred of us. But I didn't know what to look for, so it took me a while to. That's how I eventually figured out that it was real. But it was just it was just an email. Um, I, I like the idea that there is a not insignificant chance that you might have just hit Marcus spam uh, on your email and and never have gotten that device. Well, the thing is, they didn't request any kind of confirmation. Like they would have sent it out anyway. Like I never interacted with them. I sent a thank you email, but they never responded. I don't think they got it, or they just like they got. I'm sure I got they got a bunch of it, so they couldn't respond to anything like that. But they just sent it in the mail, and I got it in FedEx a few days later. 
So I would have got it no matter what. Um, had I not lived at the right address, that was the thing I was most worried about. They never told me what address they were shipping it to. <laughs> I guess it must be like whatever, like the billing address <laughs> is on file with a card that you have. You know, I did... We did have to, like, when you signed up for the beta, like, there were 500,000 people who were, or 400,000 people who applied for it through the Steam group. Um, you did have to give them address, an address, but I just forgot what it was, and they didn't send any kind of confirmation. So it could have been this place or my parents, and I was kind of excited to get it. So I did some detective work, and I kind of figured out what it was, but <laughs> it took a while. So I remember when you uh, originally dropped me a line, one of the things you mentioned was that... <clears throat> You were in the middle of finals, so as excited as you were that this thing was showing up and that you're one of you know, 300 people of uh, several hundred thousand uh, and probably several hundred thousand more that forgot to even apply, uh, they were getting one, you, you couldn't even play it for several days. Yeah, actually, it worked out pretty well. Um, it came about two or three, it t- came about a day later than they thought it would, which was the day before my last final, but I had a bit of a break. So it. Uh, I was able to mess around with it for about a day, um, and then I took my last final, came home, and then really sat down and started playing with, with it. So, you know, you, you what comes in the, the box? Like, it's just like this giant, like, PC? Like, wh- what was your, like, first impression as you start opening it up and getting a sense of what they sent you? Um, I've got a video, actually, but uh, they, it's this huge box, uh, like, wooden, nice old wooden box. It's immediately way heavier than I thought it would be. Um, I think they said that it was uh, 35 pounds on the shipping. I haven't actually weighed it. Um, but it was immediately like a really big thing. I had a friend come over and we had to pick it up from FedEx. And it uh, immediately felt really substantive. I, it do, it's one of those things that like really nice packaging is fairly effective at do, giving you a certain feeling of like you're, you have something that's important in your hands. Um, but once you opened it up, uh, everything was a lot of foam. Um, they immediately show you the, I can't remember what the order of everything was, but you've got the controller, a bunch of wires. Um, the wireless card has a little, uh, antenna. Um, and then you've got the big, uh, steam machine. So you, you plug it in. Is there anything that you kind of have to to do with it like is there any setup or it's kind of like no you know you it, ca- it's like a console you you boot it up and it starts into steam os pretty much uh you've just got to log in with your steam id and you're ready to roll so what was you know you got this thing i imagine i imagine uh, you know correct me if i'm wrong but you know i think everyone is most curious about this controller so i'm sure one of the first things you had to do was you know once you link your steam id is figure out well what am i going to play so was there a game you were particularly interested in or was it just kind of let's load up a bunch of games and and see how how it goes it was pretty much that i actually had a friend over at the time because he was helping me pick it up and from there essentially he was only in town for a couple of days so this was going to be his only chance to play with it so it kind of went from what is the smallest download size game that i've got uh that i can show you how this works so we i think started out with prison architect while other things were downloading um, just because I thought that would be an interesting game where it's essentially a mouse and keyboard game. It kind of gives all of the regular features of a game that I think would be interesting on a Steam controller. It isn't too micro-intensive. Um, that's, actually a good, that's actually a good point, because I remember when I saw the first video that Valve put out, you know, the, the most interesting showcases of the potential for that controller for me were not you know, Portal 2. You know, I've got a controller that works just fine. And right. So, I'm, I'm, you know, if, if it does make it better, 
that's great too, but that's what I'm, you know, I'm more interested in the problems they're trying to solve with the keyboard and mouse. So when they were showing, you know, playing Civ Five, showing Papers, Please, you know, those are games that just don't make any sense on a on a controller uh, as we typically understand them. So Prison Architect is a good, you know, uh, extension of that. Like how how quickly did it take for you to to kind of come to grips with it? Um, I actually, I don't think I've ever played Prison Architect. He, I, <laughs> I talked to that's, him that's, about. That's tough. That's tough to go in, go in cold. Oh, actually, no, I've played the game a lot. Um, okay. but I haven't played it with the Steam controller yet. He played it a lot, and so I was kind of walking him through how to play it. Um, but he found the controls really intuitive. The trackpad, uh, he immediately thought felt really nice. It's got this, um, like, clicky sensation uh, every time you move a little bit on with the right trackpad as a mouse. Um, and there's different, like, haptic feedback depending on what uh, settings you're in. But he thought that it was fairly intuitive. Uh, the biggest issue I think he was having at the time was that uh, left. I think the mapping in that game is left-click uses the right trigger and right-click uses the left trigger, which is intuitive while you're playing it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense when you're reading left and you've got to click with your right hand. Mm. Um, and that's really, in a nutshell, the biggest problem with the controller. Um, so, just, so what, what, oh, keep going. Uh, just the fact that when you're playing games, until like, unless a game developer is able to add in, after the fact, support for the controller, one of the big promises that I saw with it was being able to play a large library of games that are also fairly inexpensive. So once you've got a Steam machine or just a computer with a Steam controller, you'll be able to hook it up to your TV and get a lot of games at a really affordable price. Um, that, to me, made the more, most sense from a marketing standpoint. But the, having to then go and really remap your mind every game you're playing is difficult. Um, and sometimes it just becomes a, a bigger challenge with the controller. And I'm sure we'll talk about that as we continue. So what game did you actually sit down and then play first? I think uh, I actually did play Portal. Um, <laughs> cause that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was the other game that he really wanted to play. Okay. So that was the first big game. Um, so I sat down and played a bit of Portal. Um, they also included um, uh, Metro Last Light, and I'd never I'd played Twenty Thirty Three, but I hadn't played Last Light, so I played a little bit of that. Um, so those they work. Um, it's I don't know whether or not I will ever be better than with a mouse or with a controller at using this, but it's something that I definitely think you could get better than a. I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. Um, it's definitely playable. There's nothing. There's no negative in the. Like, there's no issue in the experience. You always. It feels comfortable um, to play a first-person shooter with it. But a lot of people have asked me, like, is this something that you could do competitively? And mm -hmm. really, unless you're playing competitively, you don't know. And that's like one of the most frustrating things that I have been asked on a regular basis. It's not the fault of anybody asking it, but it's an annoying question to have to answer because I have to say well, I can't sit down and play this for, like, 20 hours a day for the next month uh, to figure that out. Right, that, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's like asking me because because I run every couple of days, like, well, how would this work for an Olympic athlete? It's like, I don't know. I'm not an Olympic athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so so you start off with Portal 2, which, you know, you know like I mentioned before, like, it's, it's interesting, but it, it, that's just, like, making something that already works well potentially better, you know, if it works out. Like, did you manage to sit down with some sort of keyboard and mouse games and, and see if that became then sort of playable in, you know, I think the sense that a lot of people are thinking of, of, 
you know, sitting down in front of a big TV, being on your couch uh, and using this controller? Yeah, um, there. I'm trying to think of a game that really worked well that is a classic like keyboard and mouse game. Like XCOM worked really well. Um, the issue that I have with like giving that as the prime example of a keyboard and mouse game that works really well is that the controls on that game for an Xbox controller are still amazing. Right. Like um, playing, I tried to play a little bit of uh, Batman Arkham City the other day, and I'm still working out the like how I want to lay out the controls after about two hours. So like that's the other end of it. Um, one game that I've felt feels really good is Awesome Knots. Which I haven't had much too much experience with um, as a game in general. I orig- originally tried using it with a 360 controller because I do have a uh, computer hooked up to my uh, TV at all times, which is one of the reasons why I was excited about this. So I do try to stick to games that use a controller to begin with, um, and I find that game really difficult with a controller just because of the aiming. Mm-hmm. But I found with the trackpad, the fact that you've got essentially a mouse uh, cursor on the screen. I felt like that was a great example of one, but it's not really the classic like uh, Rome 2 example, which I've played and feels it's about the best that I've found, but it's still a little finicky in places. I mean, it seems also like part of the issue is that, uh, you know, one of the things that Valve proposed was that the way this is going to work out is that these, you know, obviously developers can set up controller options for players once they program these in. But right now, people, you know, the 300 people that have access to this are kind of figuring this out on their own. And the idea being that these controller types can be kind of crowdsourced. It's like, hey, this is the best way to use it on this controller. But right now, you've only got 300 people. And are, are you guys, like, all talking to each other? Do you have your own private forum where you're kind of, like, giving each other feedback on, on what's working and, like, different controller setups? There is a Steam group. I haven't been as active a part of that as I'd like to be. I should. Uh, I'm gonna. I've got a like a couple hours blocked out today to kind of go in there, read through what people have been saying, get more into that. Um, they definitely have been. There is a feature on the uh, in the uh, client in b- both the Windows client and the SteamOS client where you can go in and browse through control options. Um, I'm not sure if you can do that without a Steam controller. But you're able to see what everybody else is doing, and that's kind of how I got my starting point for my Dark Souls um, controller. And being able to see how people are initially mapping works really well. Though there are a few... There's one problem with it that until there's like the best uh, setup for each game is going to be a bit of an issue, which is when you're inputting everything, you both need to set up the mappings, but also give a way of explaining it. And there's a really nice UI where you can pull up... um, what every button does and what it's mapped to, but that only gives half the story. You also need to say what that button does in the game, or else you'll need to be comparing the SteamOS uh, image to then the key bindings image in the game. So you need to type everything in, and then which essentially means that you've got to get all these people who are making these uh, controls to then go and type using the Steam controller, unless they hook up a keyboard and mouse to their uh, Steam machine. Mm. And typing is annoying. And giving like the long explanation that I would like for some of these is just it's something that I won't do. Like I'm just I feel bad about it, but I just say like I don't have like 10 minutes to spend here just typing away um, on something like this. And it the typing is the same as the 360 controller, the pedals, um, which works faster than anything else, but it's still tedious. You know, I think that one of the things that people were curious about, and, you know, I haven't managed to touch the control yet, but is the sort of the haptic feedback, which has been one of those things that, you know, 
has been talked about as a technology that might make sense for game controllers, but this is like the first instance where we're seeing how that stuff actually works. And I imagine that sounds like one of the, the first humps to get over is, you know, that lack of buttons and, and using this haptic feedback as, as a way of, of emulating that. But like, does that, does, you know, when you're playing a game like Dark Souls where, you know, Dark Souls is a game of like, you know, isolated precision uh, and and with those you know two sort of pads on on the steam controller that seems like that would definitely take some getting used to for sure um definitely like dark souls i can't even talk about like it just doesn't make sense right now <laughs> um like especially because the mouse emulation for uh moving around the uh, view just is really stuttery so i couldn't even play it for too long um but some other games that also have that like twitch nature i think the controller feels fine, but from the haptic feedback point of view, I don't, I don't know what I read when I read their description of the haptic feedback where they were talking about, like, oh, you can play music on it. Um, like, I was imagining some kind of, like, really, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I felt like they could do more than they are. Essentially, the haptic feedback comes down to um, buttons that press really nicely are like that have a nice click to them and then when you're moving around moving your thumb around it will click whenever you cross certain thresholds or when you're using the mouse every however long it far a distance you travel your thumb which is a very small distance and it feels good but it's essentially just shaking the mouse a little or the thumb pad a little bit and it's not in any really it's not in any it's not in it's not doing it in any way that really makes me feel great about playing a game like Spelunky using the uh, right thumb as like regular buttons. Like I, you'll essentially need to just muscle memory where the buttons are if you want to play it that way. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that the haptic feedback is going to help you with too much. It's going to let you know that you press something because it'll give you a little shake when you move it. But beyond that, it's not. I. I think that haptic feedback. I don't know. I, I feel like the word is a lot bigger than the functionality. I don't... It, well, yeah, you know, it, it just it seems like, you know, maybe something right now that is there and is potentially interesting, but, you know, obviously this is, you know, Valve's way of doing things is very different than, than how we would normally see something like this rolled out. Like, all the ways that you're describing it, all the ways that I've talked to other people that describe it, you know, it's, it's like, oh, this is interesting, but, you know, a real practical application of it, like, we're, you know, st- still kind of waiting for that to, to really pop up and really feel you know and have a click whereas you know like take for example like another radical reinvention of the controller like the Wii remote you know that was unveiled with you know something like Wii Sports where very intuitively you may I get why this controller exists it may not have a whole lot of other reasons to exist but this for this game like this controller makes sense and it seems like you know with the Steam controller we're all you know watching you know, folks like yourself and other people be involved in the process of finding where it makes sense and how it makes the most sense, as opposed to a company like Steam or Valve, rather, uh, coming forward and just saying, hey, here's how it works. Do it this way. For sure. Um, there are a few places where I'm excited for the potential of something like haptic feedback, which is a lot more um, like if it could let if in a game like Civ, where I'm playing from the couch and I've got a mouse cursor. If like I could get a feeling when the mouse cursor goes over a button that I can interact with, some mm-hmm. uh, things like that will be interesting. And I looked online a little bit this morning, and I couldn't see if they've publicly released the API documentation that I know that they did release to developers a few weeks ago. Um, but stuff like that is definitely interesting for me. 
Um, the other place where I can say, like, there are two games that I don't think I can play without the Steam controller anymore. Or, like, I won't do it because it's not fun. Um, and there are two games that you would not buy the Steam controller for, unfortunately. Uh, Super Hexagon and Pinball FX2. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but for whatever reason, the like the trackpad, when you press it in, it's got the best like clicky feeling, and both of those games really benefit from it. And since they're essentially just two-button games... Oh, Dive Kick as well. Um, two-button games feel amazing on it. It's, they're the nicest feeling buttons for me that I've ever had. Hmm. Uh, it's not really a practical thing, but... It's something that does excite me. Like, I've played a lot of Super Hexagon since I got it. Um, and it's something that really, like, excites me. Like, it's the... F- I have a lot of fun with those games. Um, and it's not really what anybody wants to hear in terms of, oh, I want to get this controller so that I can play it, these games. But it's certainly fun. So, start wrapping this up. Like, you know, you've had now had a chance to, to mess with this on and off for, for a couple of weeks now. Like... Where do you sort of stand on it? Is it just sort of like intellectually interesting or are you like excited to see what happens? Like now that it's here and you've played with it, you know, obviously a little bit of kind of the luster and the and the excitement wears down when it becomes sort of a practical reality that you're playing with it. So like, where do you kind of stand on it and like what are you looking for going forward? Um, I think it's really interesting intellectually. I don't I think that depending on the marketing of it, it could really hurt. Um I don't think it, it could either do really well or really poorly based on whether or not they're selling this as a way for players getting into PC gaming to play a lot of games. If they're selling it in that w- uh, way, I think a lot of people will be very disappointed that they can't play a lot of games. Um, games that use too many buttons, uh, games that have very difficult or weird mappings, games that won't uh, give new uh, heads-up information about what button you're supposed to be pressing. I think that'll confuse a lot of people in the market who aren't already PC gamers and who aren't already really used to configuring a lot of things before they get into the game. Um, as there's some things I'm really excited about, though. I think that once they add the uh, touchscreen, I think that that actually could be a really interesting opportunity for a lot of people, especially indie games. Um, I think that it gives uh, indie developers who are interested in making weird experiences with it that could have a like look down uh, component that uh, is on the controller like a Wii U. Um, I think that they could do some interesting things with it, and I'm excited to see how people explore that in the future. Cool. Well, man, I appreciate you uh, hopping on the horn and, and chatting with me. It's uh, I, I think it's super fascinating how they rolled this out. I think it's hilarious that just 300 people were just randomly chosen and sent boxes. You know, as <laughs> as frustrating as Valve can be sometimes, it's also what makes them such an exciting company because you know kind of like apple they just they just do whatever the hell they want and it works out and they just keep doing it uh so clearly something must be working even as everyone you know gets frustrated that there is no half-life 3 announcement everyone's still going to stick around and they they definitely keep things interesting so it's 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 really it's really neat for sure Cool. All right. Um, well, I will be in touch if anything else comes up, but uh, we should uh, we should keep in touch and chat about your because uh, you get to keep this box, right? I don't know. Um, oh, OK. They, they said that they could take it back. It was their property, but they gave the example of in case it breaks. Oh, they so won't. They won't I take don't it. I don't think they're going to take it back, but I don't want to say that. Like, I don't know. It's theirs. 
they they want to, you know they they say that kind of stuff with basically everything that we get sent in our, in my profession and it I think it's I think it might be a legal thing uh but it, they've uh, they never asked for it back so it's probably yours sweet cool man all right well take care and uh I hope all your finals went well thank you all right man bye. <laughs>